Hello, this is Terry Mize. Did you ever think God looks down on you? That God's sitting on high looking down on you and dishonoring, disrespecting, not thinking much about you? Uh, I had a preacher friend of mine tell me decades ago, he said, Terry, God is just like a guy with a, with a, a bulldog. He uses the devil just like a dog on a leash. And whenever he wants to hurt you, he just lets that dog out and bite you, lets the devil out and bite you and hurt you. Another friend of mine, missionary friend of mine, said, Terry, when we preach in these villages out here in the jungle and the places we go, he said, it's just our reasonable service. If we eat bad food and die or we get bugs all over us, or what if some guy uh, hears us preach and he just shoots us, kills us dead, that's just our reasonable service as, as a missionary. And uh, I said, you know, I don't know what page of the missionary handbook you got that from, but that's not what the Bible says. You didn't get it from the Bible. You know, God said to me when I was just a teenager, he said, I told Joshua to do three things, that if he'd do those three things, that he would prosper and be healthy. At that time, I'd never heard anybody in my church talk about prosperity. I'd never talk about uh, anybody being successful. And God said, if you'll do those same three things, you will be prosperous, you will be successful. And so I immediately went to Joshua 1.8 to see what God told Joshua. And he said, talk like God, think like God, act like God. If you'll do those three things, you will be prosperous and you will have great success. It absolutely changed my life and it'll change your life. God said, don't let anything uh, from this book of the law not depart from your mouth. Don't let anything come out your mouth but the word. In other words, talk like God. Then he said, meditate that day and night. I mean, not once in a while, not twice a day, but he said all the time, meditate the word of God day and night. And thirdly, he said that you may observe to do or to be a doer of the word, to do according to all that's written therein. And then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. That was just before I went into the mission fields permanently as an 18 year old kid. And it changed my life. And I've been all over the world, lived in the jungles, lived in desert, lived everywhere, watched God do miracles. And he's prospered me and made me successful, kept me healthy, saved me. He'll do the same thing for you. Get in the word today and do those three things. So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. Mighty men and women of God, this is Pastor George Pearsons here at Kenneth Copeland Ministries welcoming you to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Are we having a time or what with Terry Mize? I am so thankful that you're Praise here. I, you know, just sitting here and talking to you and you've been with us here the last couple of days. You did church and then did chapel for us and we've talked with each other and I just have such an appreciation for the ministry that God has given you, the Praise apostolic God. ministry to the nations. And just, I, I watch reactions sometimes of when you're telling a story and I'm looking at somebody else and there are people, there were people in church with their mouths open uh, <laughs> listening to you tell really? the stories of just, not just, not just missionary stories, sure. 
but missionary word of God victory yeah. stories. God be the glory. Yeah. As you've applied the word of God and how God has sown that word into you from a very young age, mm -hmm. and then knowing from age 13 that you are called to the mission field and that you are called to the world to preach the gospel, and that's been, that's been your heart's desire ever since. And Absolutely. it's so evident and so obvious that, and, and you have to understand sitting here, I, I'm just so enjoying myself hearing you Praise speak God. because just before we started rolling cameras here, we were talking about just how, how the word flows from you. And that's the way it should be. We should, we should make such deposits of the word of God on, in, on the inside that no matter what happens, or as we've heard before, whenever the devil tries to put the squeeze on you, sure. the only thing that comes out is the word that's of God. Exactly right. And the word of God came out of you at a very early age on the mission field in Mexico. You were 24 years old when this took place. And so I want you, I want you to tell this, and I want, I want to remind everybody, first of all, that, that all of these notes are available to you. You can download these notes, and especially yesterday, you talked about the five scriptures that the Lord gave mm -hmm. you. All of these notes are available to you. You can go online, kcm.org, and get them. And then also, we have a free mini book that we want to send to you. All you have to do is request this by Terry Mize, God's Opinion of You. What a magnificent, what a magnificent Praise work God. this is. So we want to sow this into your life. Terry does. Um, <clears throat> but as far as being on the mission field and applying the spiritual principle of authority and dominion, you've got to tell us about what happened in Mexico with the hitchhiker. Sure, that's, a, that's an old story, but it's still a good story. Oh, it's a good one. Absolutely. <clears throat> and again, you know, George, I, I just want to say how much I appreciate Kenneth and Glory in this ministry because, you know, there's no telling, I mean, I'd have been dead a long time ago mm. if, if, uh, mm. if I'd have just gone with what I'd learned in church all my life and not. Right heard right. the word of faith from God directly, yeah. and then Brother Hagen and Brother Coben come along and preach it, and I said, dear Lord, this is it. And, and, and that's, that's, that's what's put us over all these years, all these years. Yep. And uh, I wouldn't take anything for it. Me too. I appreciate them too. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're special in my life. Oh, my, my, my. But anyway, we, we were living in Guadalajara, Mexico as missionaries. Yeah. And uh, we had just had our second baby. The doctor said we couldn't have babies, so we just had our second and finally did have four. But... Um, uh, I left and, and drove to Houston to pick up an organ and a PA system that someone had given us to our ministry. And so I just ran up there. I mean, it's a thousand miles. I drove up there mm -hmm. and picked it up and drove it back. And, and it's another testimony about getting it into Mexico because that stuff's illegal to take back to Mexico and certainly back then. But uh, I got into a little town called Zacatecas and, and spent the night and got up early the next morning, gassed my car up, and, and I'm, I'm ready to get home, see my wife and babies, two babies. And uh, uh, grabbed a tape by Kenneth Copeland mm -hmm. on the integrity of the Word of God and just stuck it in the tape player. And so Kenneth... By the way, that was the very first message that I ever listened to. Really? When he sent me all of those tapes at yeah, ORU sure. when I was yeah, there, yeah. it was the first message that I listened wow. to, the integrity of... That's the worth a, how many millions of dollars? Oh, I mean, my You couldn't goodness. put a price on it. <laughs> You couldn't put a price on it. <laughs> so you and I were listening to the same tape. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, and so I stuck it in. Kenneth started preaching, and I just got on the highway. And just as I turned on the highway there in Zacatecas to go to Guadalajara, mm. there was a gentleman standing by the side of the road hitchhiking. You know, a Mexican man standing there hitchhiking. And I just thought, well, I, I'm down here to 
win people. And so I ought to pick him up and witness to him. And so I just pulled over the side of the road and he got in the car and, and we took off driving. And, and I'm just thinking in Spanish because I've got to witness to him in Spanish. So I'm trying to get my Spanish together to say exactly what I want to say. Mm. And so I'm just driving along, Kenneth's preaching, and I'm not paying any attention to this guy. And so I finally figured out what I wanted to say and I turned to say it to him. And when I did, he reached in his coat and pulled out a pistol. Oh, man. And uh, he cocked the hammer on the pistol and he reached over and jammed it in, in my ribs and grabbed my collar with his left hand. So I'm driving the car like this. He's got my collar pulled over like this and got the gun in my ribs. And he screamed at me and said, I'm going to kill you. Except in Spanish, te voy a matar. And, uh, and it just made me mad. You know, just that righteous indignation just made me mad. And, uh, and I said to him, I said, I'm a man of God. I've got authority over you in the name of Jesus. You can't kill me. Well, he didn't understand that, so he poked me at the gun again, yanked on my collar again. He said, I said, I'm going to kill you. And I said, and I said, I'm a man of God, and I've got authority over you in the name of Jesus. You can't kill me. And so we're just going back and forth like this, and I'm driving, and Kenneth's still preaching, and I just let him preach. I figured if there's ever a good time I needed to hear the integrity of the Word of God, this is This is this it. Is it. So you just, so he, he, he you just, just let Kenneth yeah, keep Kenneth preaching. just on. kept okay. on preaching. Good. And uh, so it's ministering to me. And uh, so, you know, I just, I'm praying in tongues. I don't know what to do. 24 years old. And I don't have a clue what to do. I just know, I know, use the name, use the blood, use the word, use the covenant, you know, use the Holy Spirit, then do it again, then do it again. Back in those yep. days, you know, Kenneth would say a lot, it's not a nine inning ball game, we play till we win. That's right. So That's I just right. kept doing we it, do. you know, do it again, do we it do. again, do it again. And you're going to win at, the, at some point. Yep. And so uh, finally this guy said to me, he said, he said, what's the matter with you? Aren't you scared? No tienes miedo? And I said, no, I'm not scared. I said, all, all you got is a loaded gun. I've got the name of Jesus. Why should I be scared? And, and I really literally was not, was not scared. I immediately got scared when he poked me at the gun, but I dealt with that quick, quickly. Yeah. And, but I wasn't scared anymore. And uh, so I just kept telling him what the Word said. Now, he didn't understand what I was talking sure, about. I mean, sure. even though I'm speaking Spanish, uh, he, he, was, he had escaped from prison in the Rango, so he wasn't a churchgoer. Mm -hmm. He didn't know the Word, didn't know anything about the Word. And the Bible says the carnal mind is an enemy of God or is it enmity against God. So yes. I tell people all the time, you know, the world's not going to know what you're talking about, but that's not your problem. Yeah. You, need to talk, you need to talk the Word anyway. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and so I just kept speaking the Word and telling him what the Word said. And every time he tell me what he's going to do, I tell him, no, you can't do that. I'm a man of God. I've got authority. And it goes back to spiritual authority. And so this just went on back and forth. And I, and I said to the Lord, I said, just out loud in English, I said, Father, Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, that he gave me authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing. And I spelled it for God. I don't know why I did, but I spelled it. No thing, N-O-T-H-I-N-G, no thing <laughs> right. shall by any means hurt me. And I said, that means this man, his gun, his bullets cannot hurt me. So if he pulls the trigger, I expect you to do something with the bullets. You must do something with the bullets for your covenant's sake, not for my sake, for your covenant's sake, because you're the faithful God yeah. that keepeth covenant. You know, so many times we pray the problem and, and I didn't tell the Lord, hey, I'm a missionary. You got to help me. He knew that. I didn't tell him I've got a wife and two babies. You got to help me. Right. I didn't, you know, he right, knew right. that. I just told him what the word said. We put him in remembrance of his word. And so everything he said to me, I answered him with the word, which just made him angry and angry and more angry. I had a couple of microphones laying in the seat between us that went to the PA system. Mm -hmm. And he reached down and picked one of them up. And I said, put that down. It belongs to God. And everything in this car belongs to God. And the car belongs to God. And I belong to God. And you can't have any of it. Well, you know, that made him angry. And so this just went on for a while. And, and finally, he just got so angry at what I was saying to him that he just said, pull off the road. Get off the road. 
So I pulled off into a cornfield on the right side of the road, and mm -hmm. he said, get out. And so I got out, and he got out, and we came around the front of the car, and, and I'm just leaning against the car still. I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm trying to hear from God, you know, and, uh, and, and I'm just praying in the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues. And uh, he said, uh, give me your money, give me your watch, give me your jewelry, give me all your stuff, put it on the ground. So I put all that stuff on the ground. I backed up against the car again. He picked it up. He walked up close to me. And when he did, I stuck my finger right up in his face, and I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And when I did, he hit me with that gun barrel. It hit me hard like that and just knocked me back over the hood of my car and then put the gun barrel down on my head like this and just screaming and shaking his left hand like this. saying. And he said, shut up. If you say one more word, I will kill you. And I just pushed myself up off the car and stuck my finger in his face, passed his gun like this and just stepped into him and said, I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You can't kill me. What is you that? can't what is hurt that me in, in any way. Say that in Spanish. I want to hear that. I rebuke you in the name. Te reprendo en el nombre de Jesucristo de Nazareth. Oh, my. Te reprendo. It sounds better in Spanish sometimes. It really does, doesn't it? <laughs> Every now and then I'm preaching along and I'll get some phrase in, in, in the church and I think that just sounds better in Spanish. I almost did that in your church on Sunday when I got to the part where Peter said, silver and gold have I none such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk yeah. and he pulled the beggar yeah. up in Acts chapter yeah. 4. I almost said it in Spanish. It just sounds so much better in Spanish. It just seems like it's got a, an authoritative ring to it. And know? that's what you were doing with this man, that mm -hmm. authority. Sure. sure, absolutely. Wow. You always have to be take spiritual authority. Right. Take, we'll continue. Take. Go ahead. And uh, when I did that, when I just said, I reviewed right past his gun, he just jumped backwards a couple of steps. I mean, we were nose to nose, and now we're as close as you and I are. And he just lowered the gun and shot at me, center mass, five times at point blank range. He shot and the bullets at you didn't hit me. Point blank range. Absolutely. And I counted them. You know, it's 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 crazy things your mind does in a crisis. Sure. You know, my spirit's operating here. My mind's going up here, saying this is nuts. You know, and uh, I remember thinking in my mind, I'm counting the shots. I'm counting one, two, three, four, five. In my brain, I'm thinking if he gets to six, if he empties his gun, I'm going to hit him. You know, <laughs> you know, it's like God's doing a miracle. Yeah. And I'm thinking I'm going. Yeah. And so anyway, he he, he stopped at yeah. five. Yeah. And he just stopped and looked at me, and I looked at him. And I think we're both trying oh. to figure out what happened. And uh, we're just both just kind of staring at each other, you know, like this. And he backs up a little bit, reaches in his pocket and puts some, reloads his gun. And I just stood there just like trying to hear from God. And, uh, of course, everything's happening so fast. You sure, know? sure. And so he said, uh, he said, start walking. So we walked off out in the cornfield a long way, maybe 7,500 yards. It was a long way. I don't remember the exact distance, but it was a good long way from the car. And we got out in the cornfield and he said, take your clothes off. And so I took off all my clothes, set my socks and my underwear, and, and he picked up my shoes, my clothes, and all my stuff, and he yeah. said, stay here, don't move. And he turned around and walked away with mm. the intention of getting in my car and leaving. Yeah. And I'm standing there, John Osteen used to say, and there was Terry Mize, God's man of faith and power, in a cornfield in Mexico in his underwear. And he loved this story, <laughs> and he told it to all the time. Story. He even wrote it in one of his books, you know. But, uh, mm. but anyway, he, uh, he was walking away, and, I'm, and I just said, Lord... He just, you just did a miracle and he couldn't kill me. And I appreciate that, but he can no more rob me than he can kill me. It's not right to rob the man of God. You can't, it's in right. And I'm just, I, I think I was waiting for God to do something. I was waiting for a lightning bolt or something. I don't know what I was waiting for, but I just am saying, Lord, this, he can't rob me. It's not yeah. right. He can't. Yeah. And so uh, he's walking almost to my car by this time. And so I just cut my hands like this. And I said, I charge you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Come back here. And he just never broke his stride, George. He just turned around like this, walked all the way back out to where I was, threw my clothes at me. He said, put them on. So I slipped my pants and my shirt and my shoes back on. And he said, now, what is it you want to talk to me about? 
And I said, I don't want to talk to you about anything else. I, you found out I'm a man of God. You can't kill me. You can't rob me. And I said, now I'm going home. I said, we're not going to do this anymore. And I said, uh, if you want to go home with me, in Spanish, they have a saying that says, my house is your house, mi casa su casa. Mm -hmm. And I said, if you want to go home with me, mi casa su casa, I said, I've got a wife and two babies there. You can't take your gun. You have to pitch your gun away. Uh, but, but I'll take you home with me and help you any way I can. And he just stuck his gun in his belt. And he said, uh, he said you know, I like you. And, and we just walked back to the car together, and he said, I'm going to put my confidence in you. We got to the car, and he pulled his gun back out and stuck it in my belly, and, and he said, uh, you sit back in the back, and I'm going to drive. And I said, no, I told you, we're not doing this anymore. I'm going home. And I said, you can go home with me. You can stay here, but we're not doing this anymore. And I've got authority over you in the name of Jesus. Now, give me my keys in Jesus' name. And he held my hand out. And he just put my car keys in my hand. And so I walked around to my side of the car, and I said, you go on. So he got in on that side, and we took off down the highway, and, and uh, I ended up doing what I intended to do, telling him about Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so yeah. anyway, it's, it's a, just a marvelous, marvelous uh, miracle and you got, you got and to testimony. the place where he, was, he, he had that choice to go with you. He decided not to go with you. Right, yeah. He finally asked me as we were driving to Guadalajara if I'd take him up in the mountains where he had friends. And I took him up the mountain a little ways on a dirt road. I don't know how far. I didn't watch the odometer. Um, yeah. And I didn't have my watch. I'd given it to him. And so uh, uh, finally I said, look, I'm going to go home. I just stopped the car and said, I've got to go home. I don't have enough gas to get home. And I said, we're not going to go any further. I said, you can go home with me or you can, you can get out. And he said, no, I'll get out. And I said, well, all right, hang on a second. Let me give you a couple of things. So I dug around the back. A couple of things, I was bringing Jackie back home, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. like a blow dryer and some stuff. I knew he could sell the electrical stuff. You could sell back right. in those days right. for a good little price of money. And so, and, and so I gave him that stuff. And when I did, he just pulled my, my, my jewelry and my, my wallet and my stuff out and just handed it back to me like that. And I said, no, you can have that stuff. And he said, you're giving it to me? I said, well, you can't rob me. I said, I'll give you most anything I got, but you, you, can't, you can't rob me. me. And I said, I'll tell you what, give me back my wedding ring. Give me back my wallet with my, my driver's license and my pictures of my wife and kids in it. And you can have the jewelry and the rest of the stuff. And, uh, and I said, now I want to pray for you. And I said, uh, the Bible says lay hands on, on people, so I'm going to put my hand on your head. So he said, okay. And he pulled his gun out and stuck it in my belly. And I laid my hands on him and prayed for him. When I got through praying for him, he said, you know, my mother's sick. And I said, well, let's pray for her. So he put the gun back in my belly and I put my hand on his head and prayed for him. Told him where he could find me anytime he wanted to find me, you know, where we were preaching at a hotel in there in Guadalajara. And, uh, and, and left him there. And that, that night, the bottom line of this all, yeah. that night I was at home with my wife and my babies. And this guy was nice up in God. the mountains of Mexico wondering what happened with a gun. And uh, what happened was the tape Kenneth was preaching was the integrity of the Word of God. So that, I'm, I'm thinking about how, why you did all of that. It had to be because the Word was in there. Oh, absolutely. It was in there in abundance. Absolutely. It was, it was in there, and I'm listening to Kenneth preach. You know, I mean, the Word's going, the Word's in here, the Word's coming in here. And, uh, you know, to, to me, the reason we do the Word, George, is because it works. Yeah. I mean, if something yeah. else would have worked, you know, you'd do something else, but nothing else would have worked. Terry, you really have a revelation, <clears throat> particularly for the work that you do in other nations of the dominion. You have to. Oh, absolutely. You have to. I don't know how you'd make it without it. <clears throat> you, you really do have to do that to the places that you go. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have to do that here. Oh, absolutely. In this day and hour? Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. We need to be, 
we, we need to be tanked up in the Word of God. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> to the place that, that we take our dominion, we take our authority, and we're ready to do that at any time. No, and, and it needs to be just a truth that we live in and understand. Yeah. It's not my book, More Than Conquerors. You know, that story's in, in there. And for years, I've just given that away to police officers. Anybody I thought would be in harm's way, mm-hmm. I've just given it away to them. I've gotten some mm-hmm. testimonies back from them mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and to parents of teenagers. And in today's society where people are doing drive-by shootings and, and school shootings and stuff, I think it's more violent than ever before. It is. That, uh, that these kids get full of the Word of God. And it is. An understanding of the Word of God. So if you could, we've just got five minutes left on this. To summarize spiritually what took place and what happened, how can, how can our folks operate in this same kind of authority and dominion that you did while you were out there at that time in Mexico? What do they need to do? You know, I think it's just an input of the Word of God. You know, Brother Copeland used to tell us that Jesus said that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And he said, so, you know, when you get under pressure, the thing that's in your heart is going to squirt out. Mm. And so it's imperative for us to put the Word in there. And, you know, years ago, I was at the beach. I think I was a teenager, and I was at, I was at the beach, and somebody handed me a bottle of sundown lotion. And for some reason, I turned it over and looked at the directions, you know. And yep. it said this. It said, apply 20 minutes before entering the sun. And when I read that, the Lord said, that's the same way my word is. You need to apply it before you need it. And, and, and I think that's exactly <laughs> the answer to the question. And we yep. need to just put input the word, input the word. And then whenever we get into crisis, that's the thing that squirts out. That's the thing that comes out is what's in our heart in abundance. And then understanding that the word's truth. Jesus said, Father, thy word is truth. Yeah. So this trumps everything else. So it how would you tell them, everything else. For, for people that might not know or maybe new to this, when you t- talk about input the word, mm-hmm. how do you do that? Well, you know, for me, it was just reading, reading the Word and then listening to tapes and, yeah. and, and reading good books. I almost didn't yeah. listen to anybody except Brother Hagin and Brother Copeland. Mm-hmm. Of course, in those days, there weren't a lot of people to listen to, you know, and, and then Brother Osteen. Right. You know, we lived in Midland, right. Texas. I'd drive down to Houston 10 hours just to hear John Osteen, you know, preach a message sure. because I just, you're just thirsty. You're hungry. Yeah. And uh, I think it's like you and I were talking about yesterday at, at lunch or something that we just, the, the hunger that we had mm-hmm. where you're just digging and scraping and just getting the Word yes. all the time. Yes. I just don't see that today, and yet I believe that hunger is coming back. It's going to have to come back. back. It is coming back. I'm excited about that meeting you said that Kenneth's about to preach on the on the basics of faith. Yep. Oh, that's that's going to be powerful. Twenty four. That's how you get that input into you. Go back to those basics. Go back to the basics. Those same scriptures that that we we used back to get started. That Kenneth used to get started. That you used to get started. That I used to get started. Those same scriptures. Here we are, all these years later. Those are the ones we go back to when there's when we need them. When we need. And that I think that if I were to look back, I've been. I mean, this is my fortieth year with Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Forty one, knowing them uh, before before I even came here to work. And I think if I could summarize what I've learned through them is how to stand on the Word of God. Absolutely. How to operate in that authority, in that dominion. Take our authority over whatever it is, sickness, disease, lack, whatever the curse might be. Everything. To take my dominion and my authority over that. And I was looking at the scripture as you were talking in, in Genesis 1.26. I almost just quoted that just now. God, Well, go ahead. Well, okay. I, I, just, I just think you're right. But God said, let us make man in our likeness, in our image, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the yeah. fowl of the air, the cattle yeah. of the field, and over all the earth. So we're talking weather. We're talking, we're talking armies. We're That's talking right. pestilence, plague. Right. We're talking re- recession, inflation. We're talking yes. everything. 
Yes. He said, and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on <laughs> the earth. Right. So as it's been right. said before I came around, you know, we have, we have dominion over creeps. Right. <laughs> yeah, we sure do. And the, the guy in Mexico was kind of a creep. Well, wasn't there he? you go. And you there had you dominion and authority. I believe, I believe what the Lord wants us to do in the, the last two days of this week, mm-hmm. I'd like you to do some teaching okay. on spiritual authority. Great. That's I what you it. really focus on. And we need to hear that. We need to hear... And, and if there's a way to bring <clears throat> some of the stories into it, I'm sure, thinking about the sure. one the Zimbabwe and calling for rain. Sure, sure. And to, to sort of inter, intertwine that, because I think that we all need a refresher course constantly in our place in Christ Jesus, the dominion, the authority that we have on this earth. You know, I was sharing that story with you about um, being in Guatemala. How much time do we have? One minute. Whoa. <clears throat> in Guatemala, and we were with Jim Zirkel. Sure. We were traveling from, from his headquarters to uh, a little town to preach. We were stopped by communist guerrillas on the way. They ordered us to get out of the car. Then behind us came military workers, and then we were in the middle of a firefight. And all of a sudden, we're on the ground, and somebody starts praying in tongues. And we oh, all go, God. oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that was my Terry, that she <laughs> started praying in tongues. And we started, it out. We, and we started praying in tongues, and we take authority over this. And within a 10-minute period, it was over. Gr- the, the communist guerrillas ran up into oh, yeah. the jungle. The, the Guatemalan military drove by, and then we took off. And Psalm 91. Yes, sir has never been yes, sir. as powerful it was, yes, it was that day and yes, it still sir. is in our lives. Your side and 10,000 your right hand, it'll not Oh man, and when we, were, when we were headed back, I told you that, that out of a military base, tanks were going the other sure. way to chase them down. Sure. I'll tell you what a time we live in. Hello everybody, this is Terry and Renee Mize. Hello everyone. We want to give you a quick missionary minute. You know, anytime I'm in the jungle, and of course, I've been in the jungle for 51 years of That's third right. world missionary That's evangelism. Right. That's right. Anytime I'm in beautiful jungle and uh, just God's creation and uh, all the things that are in there, some things are nice, some things are not so nice. Uh, it always reminds me of when I was 18 years old and I was in the jungles of Panama living with yeah. an Indian tribe that yeah. didn't wear clothes. And uh, there were witch doctors there, lots of witch doctors in the jungle. And so the tribal people had told me, they said, now listen, if you come down the path, because you know, through a jungle, there may be only be one trail. And they said, if you're coming down the trail and you meet a- another group, if it's a witch doctor, you need to step off the trail because the law of the jungle is always the greatest man maintains the trail and the weaker man gets off the trail and lets the greater man pass. And I said, well, that's not going to happen because I am the greater man, so I'm not stepping off the trail. He can step off the trail. And uh, and that happened several times when I was down there, just as an 18-year-old. Of course, I've gotten a lot meaner and a lot tougher since then and got a lot more confidence in God, but I have never stepped off the trail for a witch doctor. I will never step off the trail for a witch doctor. And listen, in your life, don't you do that either. If cancer is coming at you, if That's right. disease is coming That's at you, right. if some gunman or robber or shooter is coming at you, don't right. you step off the trail. You double down on the name of Jesus and the Word of God, and you be what God called you to be more than a conqueror. Amen. We love you. God bless yes, you. Thank our amen. partners for sending us around the world so we can preach the gospel and help people and lift them up and get them saved and get them blessed and get them helped and cause them to be more than conquerors.
I read Terry's stories about being ended up being in Mexico, being shot at by robbers. Eating up the stories that he would tell of his missions and ministry, and it would build my faith. 